Burrell Charles Christensen was born on October 12, 1925 to Carl and Adela Jepson Christensen near Denison, Iowa. He was baptized into the Lutheran faith on November 22, 1925 in the Trinity Lutheran Church of Grant Township, Ida County. He was later confirmed in his faith at the St. Paul Lutheran Church of Ida Grove. In his early years, Morell attended Ida Grove Public School and graduated with the class of 1944. He entered into the United States Army on January 24, 1945, during World War II. He served in Korea at the end of the war and was honorably discharged on July 30, 1946. On September 22, 1946, Morell married the love of his life, Darlene Albers, in the St. Paul Lutheran Church of rural Battle Creek, Iowa. He was employed at the local, local co-op station and started farming with his dad in Ida Grove and later on a farm near Anthon, Iowa. In 1959, the couple moved to Ida Grove and Morell took a position as a carrier with the United States Post Office. Morell and Darlene were blessed with three children, a daughter, Darnell, son, Steve, and Todd Allen. Morell enjoyed coaching youth baseball. He was a faithful member of the St. Paul Lutheran Church at Ida Grove and supported the dartball team. He was a member of the McNamara Moore Post Number 61 of the American Legion of Ida Grove and served as a member of the draft board. A giving man, he shared the gift of life through regular blood donation. Morell's favorite holiday was Christmas. He relished in celebrating the gift of his Lord and Savior and spending time with his family. A true family man, Morell took great pride in his family and was fondly known as Grandpa Boom by his grandchildren. He was always willing to lend a helping hand or sit down to visit with friends. In his later years, Morell enjoyed sharing the gift of joy by creating many artificial flower bouquets and creations that he shared with his family and friends. He is preceded in death by his parents, Carl and Adela, wife of 67 years, Darlene, sister, Marilyn Naylor, son and in infancy, Todd Allen, and brother, Donald Petey Christensen. Left to cherish his memory are his children, Darnell Knudsen of Ida Grove, Steve Christensen of Nixa, Missouri, and many grandchildren and great-grandchildren. The text for the sermon this day is taken from that epistle lesson which you heard a little bit ago. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Throughout the week, one of the things I kept on thinking about is just the name Christensen. You cannot help but think about that when you are thinking about a funeral. And the reason is, is because the obvious name word that is right in there, Christian. And indeed, that is what Morel was. He actually is a Christian. It was in 1941 that he was confirmed. And the verse that was his confirmation was, everyone who acknowledge me, acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. 
But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. That is Matthew 10, 32 and 33. So to be a Christian, that means that you confess Christ. That means that you, are confe- you, are, you regularly hear the law. The very difficulty of the law that is right in our face this very day. The law that, se- sh- that tells us how we are to live gives what God's demands, but as Scripture tells us, the law always condemns. The temptation at so many funerals is for somebody to come up and say, okay, go through all the lists of how they were good enough to get into heaven, and then meanwhile, everybody in the congregation is supposed to sit there, okay, am I making those? And hoping that they're making it. But the law always condemns. And the consequence of us not, our disobedience to the law, the consequence of sin is the reason we are here. It is the reason that Morel died on Thursday. Without sin, there would be no death. Without sin, there would be no sickness, no no bitterness, no brokenness. None of the ills of this world would exist, but sin brings it in. The sin that was inherited from our very first parents, Adam and Eve. That is why we are here. And so, as we face those fa- the effects of sin, death is not natural. That is all temptation. We say, well, it just happens. Yes, it happens, but it was never meant to be. God created a world where there, would be, where there was no sin, where there was no death, where there was no sickness. It was brought on by our own sin. And the thing is, is we are not, will, we're not helpless victims. We are willing. We all sin. Nobody has to twist our arms to commit many of our sins. But the thing, so the law shows our sin. SOS, if you remember from confirmation, shows our sin. But you also heard the gospel. The incredible grace and mercy of our God. The grace of, the, that, of just the wonderful blessings he gives. The gifts he gives throughout the days of our lives. The gifts of life. The gifts of family. In 1946, Morel was united to his wife, Darlene. That, indeed, is a gift. And a gift of a one that he could share his life with. A, a gift of someone who he could dance with. It's kind, of, it's kind of an interesting little sequence of moments was on last Tuesday. I had, I had just been at Food Pride. I was listening, and you know, Food Pride always has music overhead. And sometimes it's music that won't get on my head. But... They're playing, the song that happened to be playing overhead was the song The Dance by Garth Brooks, which if anybody is familiar with the song, it's a song about how I could have missed the pain, but I would have missed the dance, missed life. 
And it was just straight from food pride and went to Willowdale, which is where I read scripture with morale, prayed with him and sang the hymn, O morning star, how fair and bright. And it's during that time that one of the nurses, and I had wrote it down, but I forgot to bring it with me, came in and talked to him about how you are going to dance with your wife in eternity. There's many dances to come. Which, by the way, that's the reason why that, he, that first, that's, the epistle lesson was in there. It seems so strange at a funeral where you hear, rejoice. Again, I tell you, rejoice. Those are the words of Paul. And you have to remember, when Paul writes this, he's not living in a mansion. He's in prison for the faith. He is living in the midst of a world where Christian after Christian is being put to death, and yet he is saying, rejoice. Again, I tell you, rejoice. God has blessed us with so many joys, so many things to celebrate, such as a good dance. I like the music that was playing yesterday during the visitation, a lot of good dancing music. God blesses us with such wonderful gifts. He blessed Morel through his marriage with children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, grandchildren who I was told is so, held so dear that right around Thanksgiving, who is the one that got the watch? So I was told that that watch was a pretty big deal. And he gave that gift to you because you were his gift to him. And by the way, all of you are not just, so don't be like, you can't be like, Mom, here, I was a gift. But you're all great gifts of God. These are the many blessings that God has given. But, in, but as we are living in this world that is ravaged by sin, the effects are still there. God gives us so many joys that throughout our lives to keep us going. He gives us so much to rejoice, but the reality is that sin is, effects are still there. It is still weighing us down. Sometimes we're tempted to think that when somebody has died at an older age, that, well, that's just the way we're used to that. But the thing is, it's just as tragic. Because for all those years, you've been used to him being there. Every single one of your Christmases, which he so dearly loved, he was there. You'll notice next Christmas. But the thing is that God gave you a wonderful gift in the first of those 12 days of Christmas. You got to celebrate Christmas at home with him. And Christmas is the day when God gave his greatest gift. As wonderful gift all these things are, the greatest gift was Christ himself. Jesus, who was in very nature God, left the heavenly realms, become human flesh, born of the Virgin Mary. By the way, I know this is a re little bit of review from a few weeks ago if you, were, you fell asleep during the Christmas Eve service or whatever. But he became, he was born of the Virgin Mary, became human flesh for morale. 
God so loved morale that he sent his only son, Jesus, to be born of the Virgin Mary, to grow up, to, be, to eventually be rejected, to be hated, to be betrayed, to have nails driven into his hands and into his feet, to have a crown of thorns placed on his head, and to die a slow, agonizing death. He did that for morale. He did that for you, all of you. And that one who was crucified in 33 AD on that hill outside of Jerusalem, and I say a year and a date and a month and a location because I'm not telling you a fairy tale. I'm telling something that happened in history, that really happened. When he, di he died on that hill, but two, on the third day he rose from the grave. He conquered sin. He conquered death. He conquered the devil. Many years later, Morel is in 19, on November 22nd in 1925, he was brought to a baptismal font. And the pastor said, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In that moment, morale was, drawn, was connected to the events of April 3rd, 33 AD. He was crucified with Christ. And he was also risen with Christ. One of the things you may notice in our service is the mention of baptism over and over and over again. There's a reason why there is a white cloth on the casket. The reason is, is because last Thursday morning, when he took his last breath, when the angels of God came, his angels, the angels of the Lord came to bring him home, he fully began to wear a white robe of righteousness. Which, by the way, that's why pastors wear this. This is a preview of coming attractions. Behold, think of Revelation 7, the multitude arrayed in white, thousand snow-clad mountains bright. Anybody know that hymn? Behold the host arrayed in white. Anyone know that one? Okay. Hopefully some of you do. But anyways, he's in that host. He became a member of that. And that robe of righteousness he received at his baptism. And throughout his life, he heard God's word. And every time the word came to him, Christ was coming to him. Throughout his life, from the day he was confirmed until the months of the end of his earthly life, he received the Lord's Supper. He received the very body of Jesus, the very blood of Jesus in, with, and under the bread and wine for the forgiveness of his sins partaking in that holy communion, that sacred, blessed meal. See, Christ died for him. Christ's resurrection was for him. And it is for you as well. The name is Christensen. And I've, rumor has it that that name didn't pass on. You all... His family bears that name. All those who are, believe in Christ bear the name of Christian. 
And to be a Christian means to receive salvation, to receive life. And that means that Morel, who so dearly loved a good conversation, so dearly loved people, you realize how many conversations he got greeted with when he got into eternity? Think about, I was, last Friday, it was, I had gone and visited uh, Lodine and Lois Corner, and there brought them communion. And Lois had actually mentioned that she, they had not known that Morel had died, and I mentioned it. And she had mentioned that her and Morel would travel together for doctor's visits. And she mentioned the great conversations they had from Willowdale to their visits. I know I had many good conversations with him, especially when he would be in the hospital. He was actually one of the first hospital visits I had while I was here. Not that the hospital is the best place to you know, get to know a person, but had some good conversations. Think of all the people that are there. But see, here's the thing is that this is not the end of the journey. You notice in that gospel lesson, it talks about in my father's house are many rooms, which by the way, I don't like a lot of our English modern English translations. Anybody know how they translate that in the old King James? In my father's house are many what? Mansions. I like mansion a lot better than room. Because room just means, oh, I just went to another, I went into another, I went into a small hotel, maybe. No, he did not get to go from like another, a fancy, what, Willowdale to a fancier Willowdale. He got a mansion. That is what God has in store. And the thing is, when this body is buried into the ground, one of the scriptures you're going to hear out at the cemetery, it's the words of Paul where he uses the word of compares the bearing of a body to the sowing of a seed. When you plant seed, you know, plant, you're, start planting in a few months, the way this winter's going, maybe it'll be really early, but when you plant seeds, you're hoping that there's going to be something that's going to grow up and sprout out of it. The same thing is when the body is put into the ground. The promise is that one day our Lord our Lord Jesus, who himself rose from the dead, will walk through that cemetery. And he's going to say to all of them, wake up. The time is ready. Get up. Get up. That body, yes, that body will rise stronger, mightier than he has ever been. Even though he was weak and ill in his last months on this earth, on that day, his soul and his body will be united, strong. He'll be able to dance like he has never danced before. And the great news is you'll be able to dance right along with him. And so I didn't try to, I didn't want to butcher the German phrase, but there was a German phrase that he used to say Whenever, he, whenever anybody left. And basically the sum of it was, till we meet again. Can, you, can the family say that, what it was? Say that again. I'll be again. Okay. So you heard it, right? All right. I, I, would, I would probably worry I'd, I'd butcher it. I know Greek and Hebrew, but not German. <laughs> but that is, that is what he would say. 
And so the message could be still said to all of his children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. When he passed this world, you could almost hear him. He didn't, may not verbally said it. It was definitely in his mind till we meet again on the resurrection when all bodies, all the faithful are risen in Christ. Till that day comes, to him be all glory. In Jesus' name, amen. The grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, keep you in the one true faith until that day. In Jesus' name, amen.